Welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Everyone, welcome to podcast episode 42, and I'm excited for you guys to hear from our guest today. This is Renee Harris, and she has more kids than me. Isn't that <laughs> awesome? <laughs> she has nine kids, and she's also an entrepreneur, and she owns Made On Skin Care from hardlotion.com, and the cool thing is I actually have some of that lotion that I purchased that I never knew who created this. So super cool to find out that it was a homeschool mom of nine. (laughs) That's awesome. So welcome Renee. And I would love to just hear a little bit about more about you and your story. Thank you. Well, I didn't know that you, you purchased that before we met so that, okay, that makes me feel good. (laughs) We're out there. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We have nine. Our kids are uh, my youngest is five and my oldest is 23. Okay, that's awesome. So it, it is kind of a unique thing to be the mom of nine and the owner of a business. And I know your whole family works with the business. So why don't you tell us a little bit how you got to that point? Well, that's an interesting story because I can tell you that I did definitely did not go into homeschooling thinking I was ever going to own a business or going to college thinking that I was going to go and start a business. It it was more of a side hobby actually. So, um, we, I had a kind of a skin issue with my own hands. I mean, they, and it's partly from being a mom, you're washing your hands all the time. So my skin would get cracks and cuts and splits and stuff like that. So anyway, a very long story short was that we developed this product that actually fixed my skin. It was only three ingredients. It's all safe. It was something that was easy to make. And my oldest at the time was I think 10. And then my second son was eight. So we had seven kids at the time. And um, does that sound right? Maybe we had six kids at the time. Anyway, I think that's it. We started, I I, I know, you know, it's just like, oh boy, I gotta (laughs) keep ages, keep track of your kids' ages based on life events that, you know, you move here or go there anyway. (laughs) So I wasn't really thinking of starting a business, but at the same time, we were homeschooling. We've been homeschooling since the very beginning and a farmer's market locally opened up. And I just thought, oh, this, this product that I'm, by the way, I'm not the type to just get out there and want to sell things, but I felt like this would be fun for my homeschool kids to help me sell. And so it's a farmer's market and we put up a little tent and a little table and started to sell it at the weekly farmer's markets. And it was really fun. It wasn't even that we made any money. We we traded, we actually, we bartered with all the other vendors. So we would come home with like these wooden swords that my kids got, or like a, a dog bed or jams and jellies and soaps and all kinds of stuff. So it was really more for the the fun of trading. And, but I also wanted the kids to kind of see that what you could do. And I'm, we weren't even thinking long-term with our kids or anything, but you thought, well, you know, maybe in the future, they might want to try to earn some money. Well, you can always consider something like a farmer's market. So anyway, that turned into something that became a whole family business because over time, 
my husband, who was working for Hewlett Packard at the time, we saw the handwriting on the wall that the economy wasn't doing well in, in his field with his particular job. And there were a lot of layoffs going on. And in the meantime, we went from farmers markets to online and we started to um, just sell the products and just we just pretty much threw ourselves into it and um, made it an online e-commerce store. And then within two years of that first farmer's market, um, two years later, my husband got laid off and then we decided let's just go all in on a family business. He could stay home with us and we could homeschool. We could run this from home. It just the American dream. So thankfully we did that and it actually worked. I mean, lots of ups and downs and it's hard and all that, but it actually worked. So at the same time, and this is kind of where the, the homeschooling part comes in, my husband was, you know, he had his degrees and everything, but he was really frustrated with the workplace. Like why, why isn't he able to put his, his own uh, interests and skills to work in the workplace as much as he wished he could, especially when you work for a big company, you know, he thought like people are starting to write blogs. What if I were to just blog about the things that I'm doing at work? And that could actually help the workplace because I'm talking about the software I'm using, but it doesn't always um, get welcomed at the workplace. So he, he felt like maybe we're better off teaching our kids something on the side that they can do as we homeschool them. So when his job meant that he was no longer working for a tech company and instead he was supporting us and you know basically coming on board to make pretty much make lotion that's what we do is we make lotion bars so that was going to be his job title was going to switch from it tech consultant to lotion maker which that's a whole adjustment in itself um he also decided that you know i want my boys because especially we have more boys than girls i have six boys and three girls he really wanted them to be prepared by the time they were 18 to have some kind of skill set, something that they would want to do. And um, because he had to take on a lot more of the homeschooling, since I was kind of more the face of the business and I was the one dealing with the customers, he decided that I'll take on more homeschooling, but let's just flip this around. We don't have to just do textbooks at home. We can, we have the freedom to homeschool the way we want to. And so when our children started to hit around age 12, which is a really critical time, that's like when the kids are starting to question things. They want to be an adult. They want it. They don't want to be treated like a little kid anymore. He would start to help them develop a skill set or a talent based on what they're interested in. So for our firstborn, he kind of had like some different interests. One would be like, he wanted to take music lessons and he also loved to take, um, shoot, um, with his camera. So he liked photography. He liked some music and, and my husband would say, okay, well, you know what? We could use you in the business and you could shoot some pictures for mom, just do some product shots. <laughs> and so of course you don't want to just kill his enthusiasm, the kid's enthusiasm if the shots aren't that great. <laughs> so you have to kind of find a way to work it in, whether it's on social media or something kind of a little bit minor, but we started to um, allow him to just help us in the business. And that's one of the, like one big lesson that we've learned over time is that if your child can bring value to the family, his motivation goes up big time. And so if he knows that, you know, and not just a fake, oh, that's such a great, you know, like your artist, oh, you're just, that's amazing art. I bet you can sell this on eBay. And they've just started out. That's not what I mean. It's more like as they get better and you are actually allowing them to bring value somehow to the family, 
then they want to get better at it because they realize, oh, mom and dad like this, or grandma grab like this, or my neighbor likes this, or whatever it is that they're starting to develop, they get they get super motivated to keep going with it. So we noticed that with him. And so he went from doing product photography and, and then we let him take like guitar lessons on the side and we are not musical. So we had to kind of pull that in, um, by having, by outsourcing it, <laughs> getting him a guitar teacher. He wanted to do that for a while. So we let him do that. And then of course, at that age, they're starting to do videos. You know, they like kids, you know, by the time they're 14, they want to have the neighbor kids in on creating their own videos. And so they go for it. You know what? Now you've got your music and you're getting kind of a, an ear for some decent music and you love your camera. And now you know how to do videos, go edit, make your own videos and edit. So the skills start to develop. And we made a really big emphasis on that as the kids were starting around age 12, but as they're getting older, we really encourage that talent development. And so fast forward, he is now a drone operator. He owns his own, not that's a big story. That's a big jump, but there were lots of steps along the way, <laughs> but he is a, a drone operator. He has done a ton of um, drone footage all across the United States. He spent um, one summer, two summers ago, driving from state to state, the cell towers hired him to, to um, video the tops of the cell towers where they're doing the 5G stuff. And he's been, so he's been just doing a lot of um, drone photography to the point where he's not always the guy out on the field. Now he's a manager for some companies, but he's also self-employed. So he's, he's the manager of all the drone operators. And that happened because he met a friend of ours who had a drone and the guy got to let him, and he was like, I think 15 at the time, operate the drone. He taught him how to use it. And that just sparked this huge interest in drone photography. So he saved up his money that he would, you know, we'd give him some money when he helps us at the, with the business, he would save his money. And then he got his first drone and then he got really good at that. Uh, within a few months, he was actually doing drone photography for a local realtor's office. And um, there's a ton of stuff in, in the middle of that, where he had to learn because this is highly, highly, um, regulated. So he had to learn all the rules. He learned all these little um, tips and tricks to make sure that he was following. He even hired a real, I mean, not a real estate lawyer. He was, he hired a lawyer who only deals with drone operators to make sure that when he shows up on a job, he's got all of the rules and regs in a notebook that he can show people if they ask, like, is this legal? Are you so many, are you supposed to be like so many feet from an airport? Cause there's all kinds of laws and rules and stuff like that. So he learned all of those things along the way. But we fed that talent even through our homeschooling. So the types of things that he would be doing, whether it was for, um, for science or for even public speak, everything was kind of turned around into something to do with drone operating or videography or um, anything, like even history. You could just, everything that he had to study to, for our benefit that we wanted to have him complete for high school, he was able to use that curriculum to feed his talent. And so that by the time he was done, he knocked up all the boxes of what he needed to be educated, but he used drone photography to do that. So that's just one example. We have different kids with different talents in our <laughs> household, but um, that I think the most important that we lesson that we learned as homeschool parents is to find that motivating factor and then allow them to really develop it and then feed it and find all the ways you can to have them serve your family or, you know, your local church or friends, but people start to see that child that you have as the expert in whatever it is. 
So we've got, that's, that's the biggest lesson that we've learned from homeschooling over the years. Oh, I love that. That was an amazing story. Uh, <laughs> there's probably more to it. <laughs> well, and I love how you flip it around too, because you said age 12, it's a really important age, kind of a transition age, because you're looking at a 12 year old and you're going, huh, is this working? Is it going mm-hmm. to work? <laughs> and, and really that's when they just need you to see that they are good inside, to see that they have that potential and that it's going to come, but it may not come in the way or the speed that you think it should come. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes we just think, oh, our kids develop like this, nice constant yeah. pace, you know, no, right. it's no. not like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then at some point it just seems like the it clicks. The lights go on. Yeah. Uh huh. And they just take off and it's amazing. And you know, it doesn't mean they're perfect and everything, but all of a sudden, because you've been watching for it and looking for mm-hmm. it, you see it happen. And you see with kids, like if, if on their own and, and a lot of parents, that's why they pull their kids out of public school. It's because it is so peer pressured, you know, age 12, I mean, I'm sure you and I can remember what 12 was like or junior high or whatever. It's just, it's so hard. It is so hard. Yeah, it is the worst. I tell, I, I tell my kids stories about junior high, which is horrible. But if you had a kid that didn't have that pressure and instead they get, they become really good. I mean, you know that in, when we were in junior high and high school, you could remember the kid that was really good in sports. Cause, and then they're just super good in sports. They're usually very confident and they've got something going for them. And you know, that kid's probably going to be pretty successful because he's like the top of the, whatever, or the smart kid or the whatever, but knowing that all of the kids have potential for that. Every single child has potential to be that one really good at something. And when we kind of, my husband was reading the uh, Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hour concept where mm-hmm. it takes 10,000 hours to get really, really good at something. And you are already far beyond the next level, the next quote expert. And we just thought, well, then let's just take it down to age 12 because why wait until you're 18 or 30 and decide, oh, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I really am interested in this. So this is what I want to do. Why not instead start it way younger, knowing that you can pivot? There's plenty of time to pivot. And, you know, we've got stories of that too, where, you know, our kids start going down one path and then decide, nope, that's just not my thing. I thought it was, or I thought I liked it because my best friend was into that. And then I realized, no, I'm, that's not something I want to do the rest of my life. And they go into something else. But a lot of times it's not a waste of time. They can usually use the skills from one thing and just pivot to something else and then develop it from there. So there's just, and I know there's so many parents are so worried, rightly so, about their kid that just wants to do gaming all day long. And, you know, I mean, we, we deal with that too. We've always had to deal with like, okay, yeah, you can spend your time playing that, but what are you going to do besides that? You know, you can't just spend your entire day just doing gaming on, on the computer all day long. So we had to come up really creative ways to turn, to flip things around so that they're being productive with their time, but they're also, they, it's almost like 
it's not even playing a trick on them. They just actually become really interested in something. And then all of a sudden that's taking up their time. And what they were doing in the past of just playing, wasting time on the computer playing games is a thing of the past because now they are getting really into something. They, they start to come to you and say, mom, I want to get really good at this, but I'm going to need this extra course. Can I buy? I mean, this happens under our household a lot where one of our kids will come and say, well, I really want to take this course. I had my daughter who's an artist. She's really, really good with art. And again, we, we don't have music in my background or my husband's or art. So that was like, okay, you know, they're not, she's not getting it from us. We have no skills there, but she knew who, what type of art she liked, what she wanted to learn. She would come to us and say, well, okay, this course is going to cost like $200. How can I pay for it? Blah, blah, blah. And she built up an Instagram account um, from the time. I think she was probably about 15 and we had to monitor all that, but um, hers is Instagram.com art by Noel. And if anybody wants to check it out and you go back to her history of when she was pretty young, you'll see a lot of art going on and a lot of progression. And it's like a whole portfolio. So it's been, it's just been neat to kind of see with our kids, super different. Like every single child is like extremely different from each other, but their skill sets are very specific so that when somebody comes and meets the kids, they're like, oh, are you, are you the coder kid or are you the machinist? You know, because they have different skill sets that they're kind of becoming known for because that's how they've spent their time in the house. Oh, that's really cool. So what I'm hearing you saying though here is you're looking at education in a different way in that you're trying to focus on each kid and help them become confident in something so they have a skill that they can feel good about and that can support them in the future too, that, that can make money. But a part of it too is that at the same time, you are expecting them to contribute. You're expecting mm -hmm. them to be productive. And you know, you're hopefully not having to nag them all day long. Come on, get productive, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of like when you have kids that let's say you've got four kids in your house and it's, it's Saturday morning and everybody needs to clean the house. Well, you know, which ones are going to do a better job at the windows and which one are going to do a better job at the bathroom and which one, you know, which one would prefer to be outside mowing the lawn. And so you could, you could decide, well, I'm going to get the guy my window washer because he's really tall, but no, I really want him to mow the lawn because he's an ex he excels at window washing, but I'm going to have him go outside and do something so he can get better at mowing lawn. And that's kind of how the public school system is. It's like, okay, like if you're getting a C, you need to get that up to a B. And we're kind of flipping it around. It's like, well, let's work on the stuff that they're really good at and, and do better at that. Just get become better and better and better at that. You know, and obviously if there's, if you need to know, if you're still struggling with multiplication tables and you know, you're 16 years old, you probably need to go back and work on that more. But a lot of it has to do with just getting better at the skills that they're good at. And then when it comes time to actually help with the family, like for another example of like, how can you help, how can those kids contribute to the household? So um, we have like uh, my 15 year old, he's a podcast editor and he's also, he loves sound design. He's, he started talk about pivoting when he was, he would have been the kid in drama if he were in public school, because he just loved, you know, he's got all these like voices. He likes to say, he's always very animated. He's always kind of like wants to be the life of the party. And so he, we thought, well, you know, use that, make it useful 
go and do some voices on your microphone. And so just record yourself. At one point, we even got a little recorder for him. So he could just go and make funny voices and come back. Well, how he can be productive in the family at age 12 is I could have him do that. And then I can have him entertain his three-year-old so that I can go get some work done. So he can make his little funny voices. He could, you know, just like put on a puppet show, whatever it is. And by knowing that he has got his little kid sister in stitches, just laughing her head off in the other room, I'm like, okay, good. I mean, I know that they're occupied for a while. He's helping his sister out. He feels good because she is like completely laughing and, and that's something productive. And then fast forward. Now he has, he has such a huge like music playlist because he's, he knows exactly what type of genre works well with what kind of um, dinner party or like, you know, which friends group. Cause we obviously all have different kinds of friends that we hang out with. He would know these people would appreciate jazz. These people would appreciate this. So when we come to him and say, could you just put together a playlist because we're having such and such family over and we would love to have some kind of nice ambiance music going on in the background, we can count on him to put that together for us and do a good job. Or if it's a birthday party or whatever, you know, so it's, it's just those things that when they're as teenagers under your household, they can be super productive and add value to your own household because they're good at something. And if you have a photographer that wants to take video, take video at the Christmas party, you know, that you have, and then put together something fun with music and then send it to grandma who didn't get to come to the birthday party because she's too far away, but you've just uploaded that to YouTube or some other place that grandma can watch it and see how everybody's grown and everything else. But you're going to take the expert at videography and who loves to edit. And then you say, yeah, put your, you can put all your extra explosion and sound effects. in if you want, go for it. And then they're, they're actually bringing value to grandma three States away. So it's just whatever yeah. opportunities you just keep looking for those opportunities and filling them. I love that. I love that. And I love that really, 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 that's good. Uh, <laughs> what we're doing it here is it's, it's not taking a lot of extra time. It's just taking mm-hmm. a little extra focus and you're shifting your focus to encourage your kids with what they're good at, but also on how they can add value to the family. That's gold, you guys, gold. Yeah. How can I help them add value to the family? Because when we feel like we're contributing, that builds confidence. Yep, you've totally nailed it. In fact, that you could do that, or you could be bringing you know, your son or your daughter to softball practices all week long and then be out there all day Saturday. And, and for the sports family, yes, totally do it. I'm not gonna knock sports or anything, but, if you feel like, oh, right, we have to go to another practice and you got to drag your three-year-old, you can't leave your three-year-old home alone. So you've got to drag people to that. And then you're like, well, you know, mom and dad have to show up because we want to support our little baseball player. But then at the end of the day, is it, has it brought value? It could, I mean, there's definitely, you know, I, we've, we look for ways that if, if there is a certain thing that the family is really into, it might be that, that family is a massive sports family. And so they want to have a tailgate party. Well, you put the kid in charge of like, okay, you go, you know, you you probably have somebody in your family who's a good cook. So let the cook in the family go find the recipes that are going to make a really fun tailgating party. And, you know, you could bring your little musician in to find the music that's going to make that party really fun. And, you know, whatever, you've got all kinds of ways to take the talent, but you have, you have to look for those opportunities and it can't stretch the family. Like that's one thing we never really did where we didn't have kids going off to different activities. We had nine kids. We can't, 
we just didn't have time to, for, for everybody to have the kids getting to do their favorite activities and we're you know, carpooling everybody. It just doesn't work. So you have to look for those opportunities that fit the family. And that's a big thing that we say, it's got to, it has to work within your family and it has to somehow bring value. And yet without forcing the kid to do something that's outside his interest level or, you know, his oh, talent. It's really focusing on the individual, but expanding it out to the family. And yeah. I love that, that way of thinking because Sometimes we can get very um, selfish, really, in a family too. You know, sometimes. And so I love how you're including both parts of that too. It's like, how is this adding value to the family? Yeah, yeah. having that emphasis. That's fantastic. Um, I was going to ask you. Okay, have you ever had any grumpy kids who don't have any talents or skills, or so they think? You know, how do you bring that out of a kid like that? I think because we started with our oldest early on, he kind of set the tone and set the example. So I, you know, there's been, I think I can only think of one where he had a harder time kind of figuring it out. And he tried several different things until he found, but by the time he was 16, he nailed out what he really liked. And he was just, you know, he, he wanted to do a little bit more like what his um, second or second born. So his older brother was doing with some machinery. And so we, we wanted him to like stick with one thing, not just go all over the place. Cause that's another problem. You know, you could easily have that issue where the kid says, okay, well, I want to go take this um, class or course or whatever. And, you, and then after that, like not bored of that, I want to go do this completely opposite thing. So he wanted to get into machinery like his uh, brother did. And they, two brothers had 3d printers and they would just do all kinds of things like together. And he thought that's what he wanted to do. And so he had an internship opportunity where he was working like as an apprentice and he got paid for it. And, um, but after a few months, he's like, I don't, I don't like this. You know, it's like, I don't really want to do this. And we're trying to figure out, well, exactly why is it because, you know, the situation's not that great, or you just think you deserve more pay or, you know, it's just hard work. You don't like getting up in the, you know, what, all of the different factors of why don't you like it? Because he liked it when he was doing it on his own in the garage came up. And, um, so finally, after several months, we, we made him stick with it though, for a while. And the other big, big, big piece that we do is we do make the kids uh, create a portfolio out of whatever they're doing. So whether almost all of them, it's going to be a blog. So all of our kids blog, they have their own blog and they've been, and it's been useful because something that they started blogging five years ago is still there. And so the ones that have turned it into a website, they have all of those years of blogs. So, um, but within this, in this one's case, we decided after so many months of working as an apprentice, what he really wanted to do was help us out in the business more. He wanted to be more helpful and useful in the business. He ended up, he is like my efficiency expert. He would come in and, you know, we're, we're so basically it's like skincare products that we make and sell online. He was really good at the online thing. He said, how about he comes to us with his idea? Like, how about if you pay me more than what you're paying now? So like what every parent wants to hear <laughs> and um, in exchange, I'll pay you rent because I'm just about done with high school. And we're like, mm, okay. And he had a good point. He was also saying, I'm going to be a contractor, not an employee. So I have to pay my own taxes. So he kind of came up with this whole idea. And at the same time, I'm like, 
I can't see this kid taking on the business as a full-time thing. He's going to want to get married. He's not going to want to be a lotion guy. <laughs> but, but what I was not realizing is the amount of skills that he was learning by learning all the software. So he wanted to know everything all about the e-commerce along the way. He thought, Oh, I can sell this online. I can have my own store. I can do this. I can do that. So he did have all these ideas that we were a little nervous about, but we thought, okay, let's just kind of let him keep working for us. See how it goes. He ends, he ended up that he followed a lot of different mentors. Another thing that we highly encourage is that you find those, you don't have to be the expert. You find the people who are going to be like mentors or guides or experts that your kids can follow. And because of his age, these guys are willing to give him time, you know, to, to learn from them. And, um, fast forward after he quit his apprenticeship, he came and said, what I really want to do is become like a project manager, which the irony of that is it's my husband did when he was working for Hewlett Packard. So he kind of like, Oh, you want to become that after all of this. So he completely shifted, but he's 17. He'll be 18 next month. And he just moved to Nashville from California. He's got an apartment with two Christian guys and he's got all these projects that he's doing for all these different men, because some of them who were his mentors have now hired him to do some of their projects because he is just that good. And he, we were able to use our family business for him to learn everything that we do. And then he would say, this can be better done this way. And he would convince me like, mom, you should try this software and whatever. So he, he was kind of experimenting a little bit with our business, which we allowed some of that. And then when he worked, started to work for other people and learn from them, he became very valuable to them. And then he thought, I want to live, I want to be able to work from home, from my own computer, live wherever I want to. I don't want to have to go into a machinery office where it's hot and blah, blah, blah. And um, so he, he made a huge pivot. But um, anyway, to go back to your question, I think a lot of it has to do with if you're doing that within the family, like the other kids are becoming the younger ones look up and like, oh, I want to be good at something. What's my thing going to be? And then you just start experimenting. So it's just, I don't know, that's kind of all part of the family culture. And you just bring them in wherever they start to show an interest and say, oh, you know what? You'd be helpful if you could do this for um, the family or, or whatever. And then just, you kind of have to start from there. So there's a lot of experimenting, but yeah. we haven't, yeah, we haven't had people say any of the kids haven't said, I, I don't want to do anything. I just want to stay in bed all day. <laughs> but, or I just want to. You know, yeah. Or all my game, but we have to pivot with the games too. Yeah. And our, yeah. our coder son, we said, you can play, but you need to actually create. I want you to learn how to create an app to make that game a better experience for the kids that are also playing the same game. And he went for that. So he decided to do that. And now he's a professional coder for um, another person. So, yeah. Awesome. So it's really all about helping them unlock their creative potential in the sense that they are creating, they are yeah. producers. They're not yep. just not consumers. consumers. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and you know, with the grumpy kids, I think sometimes they're grumpy because they're always feeling like they're being made to do things. Yeah. Yeah. That they don't want to do. And I think that might be a caution here too. You know, we're going to make you get good at something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You have to be careful because yeah. And, and I think that's also where it's hard because as parents, you, you, it's all on us. We, we feel like it's up to us to make sure they're successful, you know, whatever they, and that's hot. That's a, that's hard. That's like a lot of stress to feel like. And we, with our first one, everybody would ask him, you know, and as soon as he graduated, so what are you going to, so we're going to school and he chose not to. And so it was really tough for us 
to feel like, okay, great. This makes us look like we're a failure because he's not going on to get a degree. But once he got past that first one and he did find his way and did really well, and he was able to move out when he was 18 and support himself, it became like, okay, why, why are we so worried about what everybody else thinks? We just have to, you know, this is the best for him and all our kids know they can absolutely go on to college and we would support them in that. And, and if they do develop a talent along the way, that's actually going to help them get into the college because now they have a whole portfolio of showing what they've been doing. So that could actually aid in yeah. them getting into the school that they want to get into. Yeah. And I love that because really what you're saying, it ties right back into the hero's journey so nicely is we are trying to help our kids go on their path, not yeah. them go on a path that may not be theirs. And so I love, you mentioned so many good things in this where, you know, these are great principles that anyone can apply, even if you don't have a business in your home or nine mm-hmm. kids or whatever. Oh Yeah. Even if you, even if you're not homeschooling, you don't even have to be yeah. a homeschooling. It's easier. You have more freedom with yeah. your time, but you can still navigate it all. Yeah. Yeah. But really the principles are, is we're looking for what the kids are interested in, what sparks them, what brings them joy and, and gets them excited. And then we're finding ways to facilitate that with mentors or classes you meant to mm-hmm. mention, you know, whatever, develop their skills. And then we're helping them learn how to contribute because, you know, I, I love that. We say, how, how can we add value to the family? Mm-hmm. And then I love that you also have them track. Because mm-hmm. tracking is really important too because you said they're keeping their blogs, but now it's so cool for them. They can go back at the beginning and say, oh, wow, yeah. I have come a long way. You know, I have and, things. And they always want to delete the early ones. And we say, oh. okay, well, I can see that if you, if you need that for a professional, you know, <laughs> website, however, don't, because it's, it's great. It's just really good to see that you have come a long way. So it's, yeah, yeah it's great to keep. Excellent to document the journey. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. Yep. So, I love that. So we're about out of time, but you are now starting a new business because you're not busy enough. <laughs> well, this is my, I call it my retirement business. My husband and I would love as much as we love doing the lotion work. It's a lot of physical work and we'll keep it. We'll definitely keep that going. But at the same time, like, well, when, when can we get the thing that we can live anywhere, we can travel and we can still run something. So, yeah. So what we are doing now is helping parents find those talents in their kids and um, we have a download on our website. It's parenttheirpassion.com. And uh, there's a download there that's kind of like a, uh, a, not a checklist, but an interest worksheet, we call it, so that you can come up with those ideas. And that's where you talk to your kids too, especially your 12 year old, you know, around age 12, start figuring out what, what they're interested in. And then you also, part of it is, is the family assets. You, you, people don't realize what they have under their own roof already. They've got family assets. So anyway, this download will help you to start to just fill out a whole bunch of information about your family. And then where my, especially my husband, I mean, I'm kind of good at it, but he can come in and say, Oh, here's, here are some ideas. Here are 10 ideas you can start with tomorrow with your kid. And then that gets, then that parents can go back home, talk to their kids about like, so what kinds of things can we do? Or what would you like to do? And then it, it really, it's to give parents hope to, for the future and realizing that, you know, this is, this is supposed to be exciting for us as parents. This is not like, you know, the teenage years are not supposed to be stressful. They usually are, but it doesn't have to be that way. 
no, teenagers are amazing. And yes. I'm having teenagers in my home. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I love that. So yeah, head over to parenttheirpassion.com, get that free download for um, to get you started on helping find those talents and interests in your kids. I mean, you probably already know some, but I think it's really mm-hmm. cool to, you know, maybe that can fine tune it. Yeah. Or come up with like more than one idea or have more than one skill set. That's the fun part too, is you come up with a few things that work together that sometimes, you know, we don't really realize. And and sometimes it takes somebody outside to look at it and like, oh, you know, you could do this too. So that's, that's, that's where we love getting involved. (laughs) That's so awesome. I mean, I have a 12 year old son right now, so it's fun that you're talking about 12 year olds, but that kid loves engineering. He loves 3d printing. He loves yeah, got a CNC machine soon, yep. and that's just yep. <laughs> and and he could be considered my grumpy kid sometimes. Mm. You know? so, mm-hmm. But there's always things that light up the kids, even if yeah. there is nothing, you know. Yep. So that's all great. right, thank you so much. Appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to join us, and yeah. let's find out how our kids can add value to our families. Hey, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Building Heroes podcast. Can you help more people join the Building Heroes movement by sharing this podcast? More people can find it when you subscribe to the show, rate it, and leave a review. For more help on Building Heroes in your home, get the free Building Heroes resources at www.buildingheroesacademy.com.